Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. And as we start, let's just pause and relax. Become aware of your surroundings and aware of your your body and, and what you're sensing and what you're feeling and seeing and smelling and tasting. Just let the Lord bring to your awareness what's going on around you and relax. Don't strain. This is not a test. This is simply about being aware of what's already there. Just pay attention. See what your environment is. Hear. Even our natural senses will become far sharper than they are now as our soul is joined, rejoined to our spirit. The process we're looking for is that our soul be set free from the constraints, the armor, the kingdom that it is set up to get its rightful needs met. Your soul has needs. Your soul has God-given needs. But God created your soul to get those needs met through your spirit. Because your spirit is one with him. In him, we have everything we need for life and godliness here on this earth. Eternal life and godliness. God-likeness. Imagine when Jesus was walking around as a as a man, he had to learn how to learn from his father. And he had to learn obedience and trust and his authority and how to use that authority. And he had to learn how to let love and judgment and every aspect of eternal life flow 
to him and through him. He had to learn those things. Just as you and I have to learn, there's a learning curve. But a good indicator that we're still trying to maintain control is are we resting? Or are we trying to control, making an effort? So the we always come back to learning to hear his voice and waiting on him. In our physical body, there are certain essential processes that must go on in order for us to be alive. Our heart's got to pump the blood and our brain has to be functioning. So our breathing goes on to bring oxygen to our heart so that the rest of us functions and the same with our brain. So there's certain things about our physical body that must be going on so that we so that our body can live. Well likewise there are things in our soul that have to be needs, requirements that have to be met in order for our soul to be functioning. Again our soul is our mind, our will and our emotions. Now, you may have been taught something different, either slightly different or a lot different. That's fine. My only question is, does what you, what have you been taught, is it bringing you into healing and wholeness and oneness with God? Are you at rest, at peace? Are you enjoying the process? Not that it's always enjoyable, but God knows what we need, and he gives us encouragement when we need it. So your soul has been trying to get its own needs met. But now that you and I are Christians, now that we have been born again, we've been re-spirited, the true fulfilling of our needs is available. In the process of getting our own needs met, we've been wounded. We've been rejected. We have believed lies. We've created doctrines and beliefs based on lies. Lies about God lies about ourselves, and lies about others. And for each one of us, I suspect we're going to go through the process of the Lord showing us where we're believing lies at a different pace and a different order. That's one of the important things to remember about God is he has a particular 
path for you. He has a specific plan for you. He has specific things he wants to say to you. And your specific wounds he wants to heal. Hopefully one of the things that does is it keeps us from any competition or comparison where where we don't want to find ourselves saying, well, I'm not as gifted as that person. Or at least I'm not as bad off as that person. Now, God is also the God of time. And he's the God of our circumstances. He is sovereign. He has controlled and brought you to this place, to your day, today, right wherever you're at, the good and the bad and everything in between. You're in the situation you're in because that's what's best for you. Now, one of the things we all struggle with is the whole concept of time. We always feel like we're, we never have enough. We're running out of it. And we feel guilty over wasting it. One of the things he's teaching us is how to master it. How to change time. How to redeem it. As a spirit being, you are not accountable to time. Now, in the natural, you are. But our concept of time, just like our concept of who we are and who God is, it's changing as God reveals himself, as he teaches us, as he changes us. He reveals more about the constraints we have on ourselves. Again, one of them being time. So just as when we start asking the Lord about the supernatural realm and he starts showing us, we really don't know what to expect, which is good, which is fine. Let him be the teacher and the revealer. But we don't know what we don't know. And that's true with time as well. And what you may find, and this is just an example, to start getting you thinking a different way, is a lot of times the parables we read and the, and the illustrations even in the scriptures, they don't make sense because we're, we haven't incorporated God's sense of time or another aspect of our reality, we bring our reality to what God is saying to us. And our reality is very limited compared to the supernatural and the spiritual realms. So 
even just a real simple example of that is when Moses wanted, Moses was leading the people to out of Egypt and to the mountain to, and he wanted to know how do I know I'm going to be successful at this basically, and God didn't say, well here's a token, here's, you know I'll I'll give you an encouraging word or I'll do this that or the other thing, no he said. Once you've accomplished it, and once you're worshiping on the mountain, then you'll know. Well, that's the concept of time where everything is now. So at some point in time, for us, part of our concept of our lifespan is that everything is now. Our past, present, and future melds into one. And again, this is just an example that we don't know what we don't know. And we never want to be afraid or anxious or stressed about learning something new. Because what we're going to experience and what we're asking for is already there. It's nothing new. The supernatural realm is in your room. It's in your car. It's, it's where you're jogging. Where, whatever, whatever you're doing while you're listening, the supernatural realm is right there. The angelic realm is right there. The demonic realm, realm, you're running right through it right now. And guess what? You're also running right through the spiritual realm. Right now. And now, and now, and now. It's always there. And as we talked about just as real as the natural realm is to you right now. Again, no matter what you're doing, whatever you, whatever, however you're relating to your world in the natural, through what you see, through what you taste, what you're touching, the supernatural realm is re- realer. And the su- spiritual realm is even realer than that. And what we're shooting for, we have that expectation that at some point in time we will experience all three realms of natural, supernatural, and spiritual as equally real. Just as God experiences it. Remember, he's created the supernatural realm. He created the natural realm for his purposes, for us, to accomplish his purpose in us, which is to know him. So we develop our habits of always turning, Lord, what are you, what's this about? What's going on here? Is this something you're drawing my attention to? 
Now, I think God has an incredible sense of humor, and I think he's extremely creative. And he's new every morning and night and afternoon and always. So it's hard to pin him down that this is the way he always does things. That's why I love how Jesus never did the same miracle twice. He didn't want us looking for a pattern. Instead, he gave us ideas. Start here. The example he did give was being taught by his father, depending on his father, trusting that his father loved him. How did he know that? He knew it by experience. He experienced God's love for him, his father's love for him, all the time. It was an ongoing experience. He was receiving his life from his father, but he had to learn how to do that. Because of what God the Father did through the Son, you and I now have that opportunity to receive the eternal life right now. So as we approach the supernatural realm, and hopefully you've been asking, Lord, I'm, I'm interested. Bring my awareness. Now some of you have had just confirmations. There seems to be a lot of confirmations that I thought this was something going on here, and, and God confirmed that, yes, that was him trying to get my attention. Great. Isn't that fantastic? And I encourage you to write these things down, not for anybody else to see, but there's something about bringing into the natural realm by writing it down that connects. And what what are we looking at? Connecting the supernatural and the natural realms. Writing it down connects the supernatural realm, your supernatural experience, to the natural realm. And those are the kinds of things we can practice is connecting the two. And we've talked about how there's, broadly speaking, and again, this is just one approach. If you've got another approach that's working for you, great. Write me about it. I'd love to hear about it. Let's share these things. But there's two general ways that we are approaching the supernatural realm. One, that through our natural senses, we are starting to experience the supernatural realm. Again, using our natural senses to perceive and be aware of the supernatural realm. That's one. The second is where we experience the supernatural realm using our supernatural senses where we go there rather than bringing the supernatural to us, 
we take the natural to the supernatural. We go there. And a lot of these things, as you experience and as you ask for more and experience more, they will make more sense. Now, God is practical. He's not wacky. He's fun and he's creative, but he's not a trickster. He's not deceitful. He wants us to want him. In fact, right now, write down what kind of an experience would you like from God. Write it down. An angelic experience, a, you know, an experience of a word of wisdom, one of your gifts being enlightened, a healing to be able to heal others, whatever it may be, and we're going to go and talk through some. A, an answer to a question. Now, we're not going to assume anything about that. Just write it down. Next, you're going to ask, Lord, is this something that's okay for me to ask? Is this something you're willing to give me? Is this a good time for this? Use your own words. Talk to him about it. But ask, is this, this is what I'm thinking I want. Is this a good time for this? Our goal is not to do it right or to do it like somebody else, but relationship. It's about relationship. Relationship with a living person, a living God. A God who loves us. And if he poured out how much he loves us, we would not be able to contain it. That's one of the reasons we need to be joined back to our spirit so that we can, t- can contain the love he has for us. Because right now it would destroy us. I want to experience his love the way he meant it, the way we were created. For that we're going to have to be healed and believe the truth, be freed from our lies, get those wounds healed, get our beliefs lined up. And I'm not talking about doctrine. I'm talking about the reality. When he speaks his truth, it's usually not you are believing this doctrine wrong. This is, this is the wrong doctrine about the afterlife. It's really about this. this is, that's usually not it. It's usually about I have so much more for you. Eyes have not seen nor ear heard what I have in store for you. You're going to love it. He changes us by bringing us into his presence. Now, we're also going to be sharing some of my own personal examples. And The reason I do that is simply just to trigger a thirst and a hunger for these kinds of experiences 
for yourselves. And to see the diversity and simplicity of the ways in which God communicates. They're not meant, I'm not sharing them to project a standard. This is okay. This is, a, this is what you'll experience if you're a spiritual person. So if you're not experiencing them, you're not a spiritual person. No, that's not what we're doing. They're ideas. They're, we're sharing them. I'm sharing what I've experienced. I'd love to hear from you. We'll hopefully over time share on Facebook and the website peer, you know, our, our experiences so we can just simply share. Not to, again, not to set a standard or establish guidelines. But each of us has, we're, we're at, we start at a unique place on our own path. And for whatever reason, God has placed us all on a cross path. If you're listening to these podcasts, if you're reading the books, we're all having some kind of shared understanding of God. He brought us together. And I take that seriously. I hope you do too. simply as opportunity. I want everything God has. I don't want to miss anything in this life. Not in one aspect or another, but everything he has. We're here for such a short time. I wonder how we can make the most of it. It's a learning we're all on the on a learning curve. So let yourselves off the hook. Enjoy the process. And again, the most important thing you can be doing is spending more and more time with him. Relaxing, resting, just being quiet with him. Just listen, just just obviously no no other distractions as much as that's possible. But there's going to t- come times when you're going to be practicing hearing his voice, hearing him in cr- a crowded setting because we're all going to need to, have to learn how to do that, to still our own thoughts and emotions and body and just and dis- be disconnected from our noisy environment. But... S- for now, make it as easy as possible. And be always turning back to him. Lord, is this you? So we start with our physical senses. And again, these are just some examples of the Lord making himself known to us. And He gives us tastes of how the supernatural realm works. And by doing that, he may also reveal what's going on in the spiritual realm. But generally speaking, where he starts with is he starts pulling back the curtain around the supernatural realm. But he makes himself, and he makes the supernatural 
perceivable to our eyes. Now, there's some things I don't understand yet. I expect to at some point in time. But I know I've experienced certain things, and I have a hard, sometimes have a hard time categorizing, okay, is this a supernatural thing or is this a spiritual thing? Right now, I have a tendency to think it's just about all, almost always a supernatural thing, just because I don't think we can we're able to stand what's going on in the spirit. We're just still so naturally dependent, dependent on the natural. But there may be times when, and these are some examples, that of the Lord himself appearing. Now, I've heard plenty of time people say that the Lord has appeared to them. Members of my family to people overseas where Jesus himself has appeared to people and said go to such and such a person he'll explain what you've seen I've not experienced this yet but I'm looking forward to it what may very often happen is just something catching your eye like like your peripheral vision, but not necessarily in your vision. Because, again, the, the supernatural and the natural realms are kind of folding together. They're merging without one becoming less. For me, this happens a lot. When I see something in my rearview mirror while I'm driving, this is something that's been kind of consistent with me. And just think about it. There might be something that's consistent for you as well. So we're going to cut it off here. But this is, gives you a, a, a start to start thinking about what are the kinds of things that you're already experiencing and write them down and take them seriously. And again, if you've got any questions, if you need any help in this area, or just want encouragement or feedback, Diane at the org, or you can use the contact form at the website or through Blog Talk Radio, this website. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again next week. Until then, this is Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.